Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. WWE slams AEW for gory self-mutilation and AEW's Tay Conte responds in epic fashion. Backstage update on the contracts of the Street Profits. Brian Danielson to wrestle for Pro Wrestling Guerrilla and a whole bunch of your wrestling questions. Hello and welcome to the Solo Sunday News here at What Culture Wrestling with myself, Andrew Pollard. Yes, I am rocking it solo again this weekend. Uh, last Sunday, of course, Mr. Andrew Murray, Andy H. Murray gave up some time to come and join me, which is all kind of cool, but I am back to rocking it on my lonesome this weekend. Well, no, not on my lonesome because I've got Editor Ryan somewhere up here and also I've got you guys watching. And if you're watching, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, all of that good stuff. And whatever you're doing with your Sunday, be sure it's a cool one. Whether you've got something massive planned, whether you've got nothing at all planned, just do it the best you can with your Sunday and I hope you have a really, really, really cool one. But switching over to wrestling news rather than just great Sundays. And the first story we've got for you today is it kind of, it, well, it does originate from the Toronto Star up in Canada. And the, the crux of the story is WWE has taken a shot at AEW, a questionable shot, uh, and slammed AEW for its gory self-mutilation, specifically in relation to the New Year's Smash episode of AEW Rampage, which was Take on Tay and Anna Jay taking on the Bunny and Penelope Ford in what was a, uh, a bloody match in particular uh, for the Bunny and for, for Tay Conte. Um, yeah, the, the actual article itself in the Toronto Star was done to compare AEW to WWE in terms of programming up in Canada. Um, the story says that uh, for 2021, SmackDown on Sportsnet 360 averaged 155,000 viewers a week uh, in comparison to AEW Dynamite, which averaged 104,000 viewers a week. So basically, SmackDown was getting across 2021, averaged 49% uh, more viewers than AEW Dynamite. And as part of this article, because the, the key demo, though, which the key demo here is, is listed as 25 to 54. So while SmackDown was 49% ahead of Dynamite in terms of overall viewers, average viewers, which is a hefty number, the difference in the demo numbers, the key demo numbers here, was a lot smaller. So SmackDown has 71,000 viewers in this 25 to 54, while AEW had 62,000 viewers. Um, and the, the, the report from the Toronto Star basically says that this is because AEW, it, it appeals to that audience because it's it's edgier there's obviously more violence there's more language there's far too many uh, I, I can't really swear on this uh, stream so WWE as part of this article released a statement to the Toronto Star to say if you look at the gory self-mutilation that bloodied several women in the December 31st event on TNT it quickly becomes clear that these are very different businesses 
We had an edgier product in the Attitude Era, and in a 2022 or 2022 world, we don't believe that type of dangerous and brutal display is appealing to network partners, sponsors, venues, children, or the general public as a whole. Hey, I'm the general public, and I'm cool with it. So, yeah, um, I can't speak for the rest of the uh, the names uh, listed there. So, yeah, WB is taking this sly shot to say about the, the gory self-mutilation, and basically WB is above this kind of stuff now. Yeah, we did it 20 years ago, 24 years ago, whatever. But now, <laughs> we're way beyond that but then you see WWE sagging ratings from week to week to week to week over the past what three four years and AW taking steps to it's not they're not they're not going to catch WWE anytime soon but they're getting closer week to week by the it feels like anyway um especially in terms of momentum, even if we're not looking at ratings figures but hey this is all what it was um, and as part of this the fallout of it Tully Khan actually did he, he uh, provided some comments for this article, but he didn't address the, the WWE remarks. Now, it may be a case of he'd not seen these at this point in time, but uh, it, it certainly take on to did, um, did respond to this, as I'm sure editor Ryan is throwing the picture around somewhere now. Take on to take to Twitter with lots of ha 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 ha's and a big bloody middle finger. So uh, I guess we can know, uh, we know what she thought of WWE's statements about uh, gory self-mutilation. It, it was a good match. It was, I know it might have been a little bit too much for some people, but I don't know. It's just WWE taking the moral high ground now. And uh, yeah, yeah, you, 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 that company, moral high ground, there's so much. I, I'm here on a Sunday to do some news, so I, can't, I haven't got time to go into all of that. But moving quickly along to some WWE talent and to the Street Profits in particular. The Street Profits... Some people have been speculating lately that their WWE contracts may be up soon. Now, this is because it was announced in 2019 that Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins had signed multi-year deals through until 2021 or 2021. Now, that year has been and gone. So, obviously, there's, there was some questions of, well, if their contract was through to the end of 2021, then... What's the crack now? Um, and Fightful Select, Sean Rotsap over there, uh, they have reported, they reached out to a WWE source who came back and said that, ah, don't worry about it. The Street Profits, they've got plenty of time left on their deals. Um, as for how long that plenty of time is, uh, it's, it's not been stated. But yeah, it seems like the Street Profits, for those wondering whether they may be leaving WWE soon, that uh, they've plenty of time. But say, <laughs> I don't know. You say that, it's like, okay, they have a contract for plenty of time. But um, yeah, the, the profits have been together since 2016. Raw Tag Team Champions, SmackDown Tag Team Champions, NXT Tag Team Champions, Evolve Tag Team Champions. Um, yeah, they lost to RK Bro in an attempt to dethrone uh, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle for the uh, the Raw Tag Team titles at WWE Day 1 at the turn of the year. And then since then, they have done stuff with the Dirty Dogs and Apollo and Commander Aziz and... I don't know, me, I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I'm yearning for that Street Profits uh, heel turn, brother. Now over to Brian Danielson. One of my favourite topics to ever talk about is Brian Danielson. Um, and it may well be that he could be set for a, a pro wrestling gorilla return. Now, this is a little bit speculative, should we say. Now, Dave Meltzer on the, the Wrestling Observer Radio, the, the latest edition of, of that, as of recording, uh, has said, basically he's alluded to, to Brian wanting to work somewhere else, being able to work somewhere else, but it's just a case of AEW needs to run shows in that market first. So they have the appeal of like, well, we were the first company to bring Brian here. Um, as uh, Mel support, Brian, because he was talking first about John Moxley. Now Moxley has been announced to return to the ring uh, for GCW on, I think it's the 23rd of January to defend the GCW world title against Homicide. Um, and Meltzer was kind of talking about that and saying like, well, basically just throw it out there whether you want his, his in-ring return to be for AEW if, if he's contracted there or if you're happy with him going elsewhere to GCW to make his return to action. 
me, whatever makes Moxie happy, you know, just hopefully the guy's well and and, and he seems to be um, heading in the positive direction as, as shown by a return to the ring and wherever he sees fit, let him go and do it. Um, but yeah, what's Meltzer said from that, he followed on by going, Brian Danielson, without going into detail, but some people will figure it out. There's an independent promotion, which I believe he wants to work for in a market that AEW is not run yet. And AEW is not against him working for promotion, but when they run that market, they want Brian Danielson's first match in that market to be in AEW. Now, the immediate thoughts there go to PWDG, to Progress and Gorilla, uh, as I stutter through my words for some reason. Uh, that's the caffeine kick. Uh, yeah, now, now Danielson, he worked for, for PWG from, what, I think it's 2003, right the way through till 2010, uh, before he went to WWE. Um, he's a two-time P- PWG world champion, so the guy's clearly got history there. The guy's loved by the PWG fans, by that, that fan base, the same fan base that loved it. But basically, people who... <laughs> love energetic uh, technically sound wrestling with a few spots here and there because there is very much a PWG style which can be a bit marmite with some fans uh, of course one other option that some people have said that this mystery promotion could be would be Defy Wrestling now Defy Wrestling is it's another one of those promotions those indie promotions that ha- always has a lot of buzz in recent years um, and Danielson has never worked there but that's mainly because Defy was what founded in 2017 I believe it was which is when Brian Danielson as Daniel Bryan was under contract with WWE so yeah it looks like Brian Danielson will get a chance to compete somewhere else which I think being honest we all kind of thought he'd be wrestling somewhere because we, we've all heard the interviews and or read the interviews where Brian's talked about how not so much this is like a last hurrah, but how he's as good as he's ever been and he wants to wrestle in as many places against as many opponents as possible before he, he hangs up the boots whenever that is. Hopefully that's not for a long, long time because Brian Danielson, one of the greatest to ever lace up a pair of boots. Uh, and so, yeah, there's there's that hope of like, yeah, maybe he does something with PWG, maybe he does something with Defy. Me, I'd love him in, in Ring of Honor. I'd love uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, if, when, to me, it's like this Ring of Honor... There's like a super show there that writes itself as and when it comes back with like former stars. That's that's in the back of my mind. But I love to see Brian in the NWA. Then there's New Japan Pro Wrestling. It, Noah's uh, up and running. It's th- There's possibilities. And of course, Impact Wrestling, which there's some really cool matches there, I think, in Impact. Josh Alexander. Give me Brian and Josh Alexander. Give me Brian and Jonathan Gresham, the Ring of Honor World Champion, wherever that is. If that's with Terminus, if that's with Impact, if that's when RH comes back, I don't know. But anyway, it looks like we're going to get Brian in places other than AEW, and I'm totally here for that. Um, now, wrapping things up, because it's kind of a slowish Sunday, I'd say. Maybe, maybe not. Um, luckily, I can talk lots, and I have, like I said, lots of caffeine in my system. So there's a fair few questions here that I'm going to run through and try and get through them in timely fashion. Now, apologies. I know I do have a tendency to ramble at times, as you may have seen the the, the, the past, what, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes. But hopefully I can get through these. Bang, 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 bang. So the first question, these will come in on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE and also directed at me at CultureLeftPeg. Uh, Aki Whitney or Aki Whitney is, is asked, Aki Whitney, that sounds painful, um, <laughs> is asked, who would win in a fight, Will Ospreay or an actual Ospreay? Now, an Osprey, not Will Osprey, uh, the former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Um, an actual Osprey is a bird that's a seahawk, a river hawk, a fish hawk, uh, and a quite gnarly little birds. Uh, well, decent-sized birds. I, I like. I say this like I have one just here that I can pick up and go like, yeah, they're about this big. Um, Will Osprey, of course, one of the greatest wrestlers on the planet. To me, if I'm picking the winner here, brother, I'm going to go with draw. It's a Broadway. It's an hour Broadway, unless, of course, the Osprey, the bird, goes into business for itself. Man, who knows? 
Uh, our next question, again, at What Culture WWE from Ryan, asking who's winning the Rumble? It doesn't say which Rumble. I'm going to go with both Rumbles, as in the men's and the women's. For the Women's Royal Rumble this year, 2022-2022, I'm going to go with Bianca Belair, setting her up with a, a rematch against Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 38, where she avenges her loss from SummerSlam last year in the, what, 26 seconds, was it? Yeah, I, I think that's what we get. Um, that's what I'm going with. I'm going with to get to that match. I think we have Bianca win the Rumble, making her a two-time Royal Rumble winner, of course, because she won last year to set up a match with Sasha Banks at Mania 37. As for the men's Royal Rumble, I don't know. I have two like trailer thoughts. One trailer thought is Biggie uh, to go after Bobby Lashley because I I, I think Bobby to me I, again this is just purely speculation. I'm thinking Bobby Lashley beats Brock Lesnar at the Rumble to become WWE Champion uh, due to some sort of interference from Roman or the Usos or maybe Paul Heyman where something goes awry. And anyway, Bobby gets that belt, which then you, you go towards uh, Brock going after Roman at WrestleMania 38 for the Universal title. So I, I think Bobby Lashley is going to have that title after the Rumble, the WWE title. Uh, and I think maybe Big E, but then, I don't know. It feels like they're ready to do something again with Seth. Like It just feels like he's been there, thereabouts for a while. So I don't know. I, I think Big E. I think to me, I'd like it to be Big E. To me, a little bit of redemption for Big E is you give him the big Rumble win. You have him go to Mania chasing the title. And maybe I'm win the title I, I, and get it back again. I don't know. But I think for me, that's one trailer thought. My other trailer thought, which I think could be kind of interesting and would piss a lot of people off, is you have the Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley match early in the Rumble uh, pay-per-view. Uh, Bobby Lashley gets the win by questionable means, probably down to Roman Reigns. And then Brock Lesnar just goes, ah, screw this. I'm going in the Royal Rumble match. Beats up some whatever, some no-name jabroni, takes his spot in the Rumble, goes through the Rumble, wins the Rumble, and then goes, yeah, Roman, I'm coming for you at WrestleMania. I want that title. That's something I'd kind of like to see, but I know that the internet would be ablaze with hate on that one, I'm sure. Uh, next question, Matsuda. Do you think Austin will be a special enforcer for the main event of night one or two at WrestleMania? Uh, WrestleMania 38, of course, come up this year. Uh, me? No, unless you mean in the... Hold on. I'm trying to work out where's... Oh, this this is the main event in Dallas, isn't it? Jesus, man, I'm, I'm so off on this one. Um, I think that Austin, obviously, we know he's going to be there. And I think that... I don't know. I don't think you'd have him as, a, as an enforcer in a women's match because I think that, that kind of... Um, not the maybe it's the I think that degrades the match a little bit by like oh these women are going to get out of control we need some some bionic rednet to control them I, I don't think you need that in there I think that's a bad look uh, I don't think it's needed and I think in this case if it was Bianca and Becky I think they tear it up on their own you don't need that outside shenanigans of a special enforcer uh, if it was say Brock and Roman again I it's it's hard to have Steve Austin involved in a way like that and not in any sort of way and having not take away from the wrestlers themselves and I think if, even if it's Brock and Roman who are these big burly guys who then and then they hate each other this rivalry's gone on technically for years and years in various guises and now we've got the, the tribal chief and we've got top knot Brock um, <laughs> so they're, they're very different to what they were in recent years I, I still I don't know if you need Austin there at some point but you need to, I think you need to do something with Austin but maybe it's a, a segment like we got at what was it Mania 13 where you have something like that where he comes out to the ring and uh, I, I, I don't know I don't know. You need to do something with Stone Cold Steve Austin in a meaningful way, but something that doesn't overshadow the talent themselves of today. So it's it is a tricky one for them to balance. Daniel Legacy, uh, since AEW has done so well with Sting, if he was completely medically cleared, would you want to see a Bret Hart run in AEW? And what AEW wrestler would you pair him with? If Bret Hart was cleared, magically cleared to wrestle, uh, I would want to see Bret Hart wrestle all day, every day. Uh, that that goes without saying. It's never going to happen. It's sadly. As yeah, man, uh, yeah, 
a career cut, even though we had a really long, lengthy, uh, legendary career, uh, Brett's career was still cut short to what it could have been. Uh, I had the pleasure of, of speaking to Brett a couple of weeks ago, um, the end of last year at Wales Comic Con, to host a panel with him, which was, I, I, I can die tomorrow as a happy man. That was, that's, that's it. That's live streams done. And that came up and he talked about how his plan was to, to carry on wrestling until his fifties. Uh, and he talked about all these people he would have loved to wrestle, uh, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Kurt Angle, obviously. John Cena, Rey Mysterio, all these names come up as people he would have liked to have worked with or loved to have worked with. Um, but it's, it, yeah, it's hard to look at this and give it a genuine answer because he's never going to be medical good to wrestle. It's just, it's not, it's never going to happen. Um, but if magically he was and he could get a run in AEW, what, who would I want to see him paired with? I'd love to see him paired with CM Punk, but as in like a pair, as in not a tag team, but just like kind of together in a way, not like together, together joined at the hip, but like, you know, um, I, I just like you know I I feel like I'm going around I sound like a, a, a politician there I'm like uh, 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 uh. but no I'd love to see him paired with CM Punk in a way where it's like they just help each other out a little bit but not like a tag team not like Darby and Sting um, but just like I don't know when things kick off those are two of the guys fighting the good fight whether it's I don't know say the elite explodes and takes over AW or the inner circle turns heel again and tries to take over AW then you have like Brett and CM Punk or something to stand up to that I'm cool with that but I'd also love to see I'd love to see him against CM Punk, but Brian Danielson, that's the one, man. If you're going to put him against anybody, it'd be Brian Danielson. But then in an ideal world, my thought, my mind also goes to if Brett was fit and healthy, then him against just super heel, super aggressive Miro, uh, that's that's a story I would love to see. That's something that we've seen years, time and time again over the, the years in professional wrestling of the, the, the classic baby face against the monster heel, and it's worked so well. Uh, I think Brett would get the best out of Miro. I think Miro would bring a lot to the table, and that'd be something that I'd be very, very cool to see, very, very happy to see. And Daniel Garcia is another one as well. Uh, and then you've got like, this, there is like, it's 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 great, but it's almost depressing when you think of how many great ma- matches there could be, but you know that they're never going to happen. So, to hell with it. Uh, Johnny Wrestling, favorite Bret Hart match. Um, and Johnny's is uh, the match he's Owen Hart at WrestleMania 10, the greatest opening match in WrestleMania history. Hands down, hands down. My favorite Bret Hart match, man, this is a, a tough one. Um, I would probably go with, not to go, this is like a too much of a Bret Hart loving for some, but hey, it's my solo Sunday news this morning, so I'm cool with Bret Hart loving. Uh, I'll go personally, I'd always go with the King of the Ring, 1993, um, the match against Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig just because of if you include the promo as well before that the pre-match promo when they're they're, they're talking about that just the back and forth and they're both baby faces and then it's, it comes into like my dad's harder than your dad my dad is hard your dad will never beat my dad oh my dad and then Mr. Perfect turns around with the old I, I still owe you from SummerSlam Hart referring to SummerSlam 1991 where Bret Hart beat Perfect to win the Intercontinental title and then Perfect storms off to the ring and they have this great kind of angsty baby face match where Kurt Hennig has like slightly heelish tendencies where he's a bit more aggressive in things. He takes a few um, a few shortcuts uh, along the way. And then Brett gets the win eventually. Uh, and then Mr. Perfect comes into the ring and it's all like, oh, is he going to kick off? That's it. And it's just a big handshake and like go win the whole thing, son. Uh, quick last question because I've waffled loads about Bret Hart. So apologies for the Shawn Michael lovers out there. Um, from Riley. This is an odd question, but do you think... <laughs> I like odd questions. This is an odd question, but do you think Daniel Bryan will be in the Royal Rumble? My theory is, because to my knowledge, he's never worn his own AEW merch, and I feel that might be... I feel that might be a reason why he could so quickly return for a Rumble appearance. Thoughts? Riley? 
I'd love to back you up, but I don't think that is ever going to happen in that guise. I I don't think it's the case of Brian Danielson going, I've not got any merchandise. I'm spitting my dummy. I'm going, I'm somehow getting out of my contract and I'm going back to WWE to be in the Royal Rumble, unfortunately, my friend. Um, I think it's just part of the, the act is he's a very, it seems like character, he's just, a, he's not a gimmick. He's just a plain basic in the best possible term wrestler who is there to kick people's heads in he doesn't need flashy merchandise he doesn't need t-shirts it's that and especially as a heel it's like i don't want to market myself i don't want you to buy my t-shirts i don't want to see you wearing it it's like when uh well the old school heels used to do like jericho did when he went onto his his suit wearing the uh, the best in the world and what i do called me with troglodytes wearing a suit and it was just he didn't have merch he didn't want merch because that's again people can people can get behind you if they wear your t-shirt uh, right now I'm behind Diego Maradona uh, because I've got this on but if you don't have a t-shirt people can't get behind you in that way it takes away one element of being able for for heels to be cheered when they don't want to be cheered and so yeah I think that's why Brian, Brian Danielson does not have merchandise I do not see him being in the Royal Rumble unfortunately Riley but thank you for your question and thank you for joining in tuning in this morning on this solo Sunday news oh this has been a long one uh, apologies for to Ryan editor Ryan apologies my brother uh, apologies to you <laughs> um, be sure to like subscribe comment Whatever you're doing with your Sunday, have a great day. Be sure to come and follow us at What Culture WWE. Follow me at Culture Left Peg if you really, really want. Have a great Sunday and I will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.